0: Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron.
1: Welcome, welcome. We are in December and it is nearly Time for a new year. And so I think we're going to have a really powerful conversation today. A topic that allows us some new beginnings after we've done a lot of the inner work and settling and sitting with ourselves. There's an opportunity for us to dive into something new, to move beyond the mind. And step into where the heart truly beats. And before we get into what this show is about and where we're going, I want to mention that the brand new issue of 1111 Magazine is up and out. And it is entitled The Divine Mothering Issue. It's a truly intimate and powerful collection of writings from different people uh, around the world that have... Uh, insight into spirituality, metaphysics, personal growth, artistry, all kinds of things. And if there was ever a year that we all need a little bit more mothering, this would be the year. I invite you to explore that diverse issue featuring Patrick Paul Garlinger and Erica Buenafluore. There's a New Year's ritual that you can take part in uh, that Erica shares that's truly beautiful. And then there's some beautiful stories and poetry about how to connect to the Divine Mother and step into ways to empower yourself through mothering. In addition, there is a mothering course on the 1111 Magazine platform by eight individuals who dive into the diversity of mothering in today's time. So definitely check out the things that are going on in 1111 land. In the chaos of modern life and the constant fluctuations of our minds, it can be difficult to remember that a sublime sanctuary lay within Yet it is always there. Beneath the ceaseless activity, there is an endless, vast spaciousness that restores and connects us to something greater, something that exists outside of time, something might be called eternity. Within the sanctuary, sacred sound is felt rather than heard, and that sacred sound is actually the reverberating heartbeat of the entire universe. Your own heart's rhythm sounds within the greater universal heartbeat. The totality of life, all of your being, can be felt as one through listening to and feeling for the sacred sound of the heart beating within you. It is through this heartbeat that we experience a love that is more than preference or attachment. This is the love that inspires, energizes, and moves us to create, even beyond what we once thought was possible. Your life and your love for life, the need to feel alive and express yourself, And the quest for that, which is truly fulfilling, these are the sacred urges that the rebel against fear and promote passion for being alive. They flow through your blood and can be felt through the beating of your heart. There is a way of the mind which can make mountains out of molehills, even if it thinks it's turning mountains into molehills. Then there is a way of the heart, and that is subterranean and moves subtly beneath possible obstacles, intelligently shifting and exquisite sensitivity sensing the way forward through dangerous pathways and responding to what is before it even occurs in the physical world. I share these words with you to tell you that we're diving into a rebellious conversation today. We're gonna step into a world where it is not business as usual. In fact, it is something entirely different. We're gonna talk a little bit about collaboration, creation, inspiration, and co-creation, we're going to talk about hope. And most of all, we're going to talk about what it means to be in service to something greater than yourself. My guest is Dennis Potoko, and he is the founder, publisher, and editor-in-chief of an award-winning life culture and biz new media, media, new media digest. With an emphasis on action, his amazing writers empower people to transcend from knowing what to do to actually doing it. Today and every day, he will tell you that they simply deliver the very best insights, intelligence, and inspiration available anywhere, doing it their way by placing their writers and their audience at the forefront. He'll tell you it's magical, it's evergreen, and quite frankly, it's good stuff, period. Uh, Dennis potoko is also the founder and chief encouragement officer for goodworks 360. Their affiliated global nonprofit, Social Impact Enterprise, dedicated to providing mission critical pro bono services to good nonprofits worldwide. I invite you to connect with him at bizcatalyst360.com. And he's also a contributing author to the best selling book, Chaos to Clarity Sacred Stories of Transformational Change. Welcome, Dennis, to 1111 Talk Radio.
2: Wow, what an introduction, Simran. I was just hanging on the words you said as you started talking. And if we could take your opening um, and bottle that and put it on all those store shelves that at one time had toilet paper, this world would be a better place.
1: Mm.
2: Right? just the inspiration behind what you said. And something else you said that I found really interesting, and that's if ever there was a year. Now, I've used words similar to that recently, you know, if ever there was a year. Uh, just magical if you can look at that from an upside versus a downside. And, And quite frankly, I don't want to sound patronizing, but I can't think of a better way to start to close out the year than to have this discussion with you.
1: Well, thank you. It certainly does seem that you are taking what is and turning it into the upside. 2020 has been a year that could be seen as challenging, as stretching, as um complicated as stalling as stagnant for many people but there was so much going more going on here and it wasn't necessarily that we had to have 2020 vision externally but perhaps that we were to really see ourselves internally very clearly to understand how to step into something new and that's a big part of today's conversation because for you this year has been huge growth and expansion and really creating a collaborative effort toward something new, towards hope, towards a new vision, towards bringing people together, and towards rediscovering humanity as its best, as I've heard you say. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about how you have seen 2020, what it has been a catalyst for in your Mind, and what it has catalyzed within you and your organizations. And you might want to start off a little bit if there's anything else you want to add about your organizations other than what I shared.
2: No, I think I think you've done a good background for us. Um, but let me just say um, brilliant question because we have pondered that very question a lot as the year went by. And perhaps it's because on our publishing side, you know we see uh, through what's coming through our inbox, if you will, kind of the shifting mindset around the world because our writers we've got about 800 writers on every continent and and we publish a lot of articles so people come to us and say you know what's you know what's pertinent right now what's going on you know what's resonating with the audience and you know if you asked me that question a year ago the answer would be entirely different today let me explain it to you you know our side is in the early days, we're about eight years old. In the early days, we kind of grew up around primarily business related articles. and then we started morphing a little bit, driven by the audience, driven by the writers that were coming on board. And I'd say a year or two ago if you said, "Well, you know what's your mix? what do you what do you what are you publishing?" I'd say, well, you know probably about seventy percent business related of some sort, and the rest would be everything else, life, culture. Today, I will tell you, it's just the opposite. And a large portion of it came from what happened in 2020. We saw a shift um, when the pandemic started. And obviously people were losing some control. They were at home, they weren't at their jobs, they had more time on their hands, they had more time to think. Uh, and then we internally had the same thing happening and we had to make a choice, run as to where do we go from here? Friends and colleagues said, Well, you know, the rest of the world is kind of not shutting down, but taking a break. Why don't you folks take a break? And my wife and I, my wife Allie and I talked about it. We said, you know what? This is a rare opportunity. We're sitting on this giant platform. We have a microphone effectively to the world through what we our distribution system. We can either retreat or we can move forward. We chose to move forward, the first thing we did is we wrote to our writers and said, Look. We all know everybody's going through some difficult times right now. So in a very nice way, we're saying, you know, the time to write about Leadership 101 or Human Resources or Sales and Marketing, we think it's time to put that aside. And we'd like you all, to the extent you would like to, to spread your wings and write about what really matters to you, right from your heart. What's going on in your lives right now? The transitions hitting everybody around the world in different cultures. You know, we thought, Simran, that that would, And let me back up a little bit. We've we've always had some interns virtually that help us out. They're a local college, and we've worked with that college over the years to say, look, uh, we'll do a swap. We will teach your media studies students how to do what we do because that's a career they're looking at. And in return, they'll volunteer their time with us to help us stay younger, smarter, understand what's going on. And obviously, they'll do some of the fundamental work for us. We decided when the pandemic hit and the world was slowing down that we would at least cut them loose and say, go spend time with your families. So we were going to kind of keep the ship afloat on our own, thinking things would slow down. We reached out to the uh, writers Well, the avalanche came. We have, we've had the busiest year we've had in eight years. Why? Because people took heart to that notion of writing from the heart. And the stories coming in were just simply amazing. Writers that you would have said a year ago, they don't—they really can't go beyond their boundaries. Well, they went well beyond their boundaries. I'll just give you one good example. There's a lady named Laura, and uh, she actually was furloughed from her job, so she wasn't going to be going back. And her words were something like, "I can curl up in a ball in the corner." And be depressed, or I can take hold of this and expand my writing skills because she's been writing for years alongside her job. So, what she did is she went out to over a dozen of her neighbors and she asked them for one word each, just a one word prompt, as she called it. She started writing stories um, throughout the pandemic, and I think we've got maybe a dozen and a half stories now. They're all fiction, but they're all driven by that one word. But she's one example of people that took the reins of this thing and said, I'm going to get better at what I do versus retreat. And there is author after author after author. And I feel like we're sometimes at the bird's eye view of what's going on. So that's how it's impacted our publishing. That's how it's kind of impacted us personally to say, wow, you know, we're changing. Our site content is changing. We need to figure out a way to just run with that. So we spent a lot of time working on online events that are all directed to just connecting with people, because we felt, and you know, we've been going down this road of rediscovering humanity for quite a few years now, but it wasn't picking up much. Uh, I don't know grassroots support, for lack of a better term, and, and and rediscovering humanity was it's not a movement; it's kind of an ethos or an ecosystem that says. Let's just roll back things a little bit and go back to some of those fundamentals like, you know, joy, humility, gratitude, generosity, forgiveness, all those fundamentals that sometimes get lost in the shelf in life. Well, life kind of stopped for a minute. And we felt like the door to humanity opened just a little bit for us in the early part of this year. And quite frankly, I stuck my foot in that door and said, I'm not going to let it close because we see people coming through. We've got their attention now, and they want to learn more about humanity. They want to go back to the basics. I felt, I'm like people started to search for something greater than themselves, greater to what may have been perceived as a robotic environment, you know, when things were just normal, and suddenly they're not normal. So, wow, we've just witnessed so many interesting things, but we always think there's a silver lining. We're blessed to be able to continue to do what we do. But we've seen silver linings on the way. And if it's shifted people to look at the world a little differently, God bless them.
1: You know, I I do believe that there has been a true silver lining in this pandemic happening. And I am compassionate and empathetic towards people that have suffered during the process in all kinds of ways. But it has been a moment that allows people to tap into their humanity. And I think we had moved into a place in our world where there was a growing indifference and apathy, where there was a continual focus on business and money and growth and forward movement and success in ways that really only fed the ego and in a way deadened the humanity. And so for this year to be what it is and for the expansion of that to step in, uh, it's an important piece. And I know that you're doing something really powerful on hope, which I want to talk about a little bit more probably in the next segment. But what I'd love to share first is what you do is with no money, no advertising, uh, no profit making. And people are in a challenge and a struggle right now where they're rethinking their lives, rethinking their jobs, rethinking how they're going to make money, rethinking all of these different aspects that allow them to live. So it is a leap of faith. It is a rebellious step to dive into things that 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 are not leaning in the direction that so-called business tended right. to lead. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. We have about um, three minutes till break. So sure. if you want to share a little bit and then we'll take a break and then we'll come back and let you complete.
2: Happy, happy to do so. Uh, I think I may have said this to you in the past, but we are truly blessed to be able to make choices. And we made the choice, my wife and I when we launched this thing eight years ago, that it was never going to be about profit, economics. It was going to work backwards from the typical publishing model, which means let's do what's best for our writers. Let's do what's best for our audience. And we believe that when you approach a business like that, um, it comes full circle in just so many positives way. I mean, that was eight years ago today. I cannot tell you how many great people, you and I wouldn't be speaking if if we hadn't done this we're just meeting so many good people we travel a lot we meet them around the world um, so that model as inconsistent as it might be and again we're blessed to be able to do it it's a it's an intentional choice and we see such great value coming from it that you just can't put into economics or money or uh, it's its relationship and I mean you know the, not the skipping across the pond relationships a lot of Uh, It's diving deep. Many of our friendships came from this opportunity over the years where writers grew closer and closer uh, to us and uh, it's just become like an extended family to us. So I just can't say enough good things about starting with your heart versus your head when it comes to running a business if you have that ability to make that choice.
1: Well, you're certainly singing my tune. That is exactly how 11 11 magazine and radio began. It was all in service without any attention towards business or money making. It was purely from the heart and to give and to connect and to deepen. The mind sees, plans, and strategizes. The heart feels, responds, senses, and intuits. When we walk the path of the heart, we must feel and respond rather than plan our way. It is a different way to live and create. It is closer to the earth and to the source of life itself. It's not for those who are lacking in courage and trust, but you are not one of those people. You are being asked to trust your heart and to drop into it. The mind is important, but it cannot supplant the heart. The role of the mind is to serve the truths of the heart, that is, to create the spacious chamber of receptivity in which the sacred rhythm of your heartbeat can resound. Deep within you, you know what to do, and you know what's true. It matters not whether the mind and its plans seem to agree with your inner sense. Your willingness to trust your heart and to rebel against fear will serve you well. Let your heart lead you. Be sure of your faith and trust in what you feel. Your head and your heart have been in conflict at times over the course of your life. This year was to help you equilibrate that. This has brought you struggle and sometimes deep suffering. However, It also brings you the message that a truce will soon be declared and the appropriate outcome of the mind waving the white flag of surrender is imminent. Soon, if not already, you will be feeling that your heart is leading you. You will feel that your mind is learning to follow the guidance of that heart rather than trying to be out front, seeing and sorting everything in advance in order to be safe. What a relief to let go of this old way. Your mind can become more relaxed and trusting. There will be a period of adjustment as you get used to living without so much foresight, but with more insight, wisdom, and energy in the present moment to create, to create, to create, and to deepen into your humanity. I invite you to learn more about bizcatalyst360.com, to meet Dennis Potoko and his wife, Allie, and understand the powerful action that they have taken with creating an amazing writer's uh, arena that empowers people to transcend from knowing what to do to actually doing it. Uh, also, you can find out about GoodWorks 360, the affiliated global nonprofit social impact enterprise dedicated to providing mission critical pro bono services to good nonprofits worldwide. Again, go to bizcatalyst360.com. And when we come back, we're going to learn a little bit about HopeFest that's coming up on New Year's. We'll be right back after these messages.
3: Do you want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart Deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream the 1111 mastermind community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion go to courses.1111mag.com that's courses.1111mag.com change begins with you let it be simple convenient and transformative the time is now step through the 1111 gateway Horses.1111mag.com It's your world. Motivate.
0: Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 11 magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IMSimron.com. Now back to 11 Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back. Before we get uh, back into discussion with Dennis Patoko and Biz Catalyst 360, I want to ask you if there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals. I'd like you to know about BetterHelp. Uh, This is an organization that will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Uh, Now, this is not self-help. Uh, It is not a crisis line. This is professional counseling, and it is done securely online. Right now, a lot of people are going through a lot of things, and if you are having some emotional challenges or struggling in any sort of way, there is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area. The service is for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime. Uh, It is done over the phone or video sessions, so you don't even have to leave your home to do that as with traditional therapy. They are committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. This is BetterHelp. That's Better H-E-L-P, BetterHelp. And for 1111 Radio listeners, you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash uh, 11. They have uh, therapists in all 50 states. And you can also join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Again, that's betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P, and you can get 10% off your first month if you will go to betterhelp.com forward slash 11. It is affordable, professional, convenient, secure, and financial aid is available for those who qualify. So I invite you to check them out and see if that can support you. On the path of life, there are deciding moments where we can choose to go with the mainstream or we can dare to take a bolder, more authentic and trusting way, even if it seems riskier or less safe. To rely solely on logic and science without incorporating the mysterious and magical is a recipe for an existence that is far too dry. The sacred rebel within our hearts will always choose a juicier approach to life. You are currently approaching such a choice point. You could say that the choice is about balance. It's less about choosing to honor either art or science, gardening or architecture, and more about integrating all approaches so that you enhance rather than hinder your life journey. 2021 is an opportunity for vast creativity. It is about creating the architecture of your life and allowing that rebellious heart to express fully. Choose to value decisions based on passion and instinct, and trust in life enough to embrace it as an adventure, and you'll watch it unfold. My guest today, Dennis Potoko, is an individual who has created an award-winning global media site, and he is sharing some of the best writing on the planet from over 800 writers on six continents. He and his wife, Allie, have come from the world uh, the business world and the banking world, but they have taken the time now to give back, to create something that not only fuels their own hearts and passions, but also sustains and builds a humanity for the world. Uh, welcome back, Dennis. We were talking a little bit about this time and in diving into something new and the struggle that many people might be facing, whether it is economically or otherwise, I do think that there are a lot of people that have rethought their lives during this time, wondering if they're doing the jobs they want to do, if they're living the lives they want to live, if they're even in the places they want to be. So I would imagine 2021 is going to see a lot of change, both geographically and also from the standpoint of creatively and focusing psychologically. What advice do you have to give as someone who has come from Uh, the foundation of the banking world and come from a a background of really working hard and and, uh, spending a lot of time, probably too many hours a -hmm. week working, uh, into moving into something that truly drives your heart and passion. Uh, Can you offer both the practical as well as the uh, organic advice in regard to that kind of pathway?
2: Of course. Great question. Obviously, one of the first things I would say to anybody is, you know, it's a combination of being brave, brave enough to jump off a cliff, knowing that there may, you know, you don't know if there's water down there, but career-wise and personal-wise and website-wise, everything we've talked about so far and everything we're doing, let me just say, I'm humble enough to say it's scary. Let me tell you what I mean by that. When we launched this website years ago, my wife—we're and we're not technicians. We didn't do websites for a living. We were, as you said, in the banking world and other worlds. But we were committed to saying, you know, if we do it the typical way, you know, you order a website from somebody, they come up, they develop, their technology people cost a fortune. It comes back looking like every other website. And we said, no, we're going to learn this the hard way. But let me tell you what it involved. We've made every mistake in the book. We've done things. I've woken up in the morning about five years ago. The website was gone. I did something stupid the day before. So, But with that comes the wisdom. And then over time, we just kept figuring it out. So goes back to jumping off a cliff. We weren't technologists, but we had a vision. We've stuck to it. We've been tempted along the way with dollars. People wanted it once we got bigger and once we started winning awards. You know, the people started swarming around the business community. Some people from um, uh, out in California wanted to talk about doing something, a merger, an acquisition. But what they also wanted to do was change the nature of what we do. They saw opportunity. They saw advertising where we didn't. They saw audience and um, interesting discussions. But I said, you know, we didn't do this for money. We're not ready to cash out for money. And quite frankly... I can't be part of it or we can't be part of it if we have to change the original vision. And as you've said in the beginning, everything we do is for good. There may come a day, but not today. Uh, there's just so much good we can do with the website. So be brave. But the other thing that you're constantly, constantly tested in, and this was both in my business career, but it's also tested us running this, this, uh, these uh, for good businesses. And it's as simple as doing the right thing all the time we've had so many choices to make um in just building this thing where the temptation or the opportunity is to cut corners but we always did the right thing and it just comes back in so many ways to bless you later on so follow your instincts follow your heart do the right thing but takes a little courage you know balance with that humility don't be afraid to ask for help we've had so many good people surround us And we're willing to say yes if we need that help. In the business world, that's seen as a weakness. In our world, that's seen as a strength. You bring up
1: a lot of great points because I think it does have to do with asking for the support and extending your arms and staying true to your vision. I know that with 1111 Magazine, when I initially began IT, it was as much in service to me as it was to others. Mm-hmm. It was for me to tap into my own humanity and my own beauty and my own creativity as much as it was to celebrate others. How has this shift into uh, Biz Catalyst and all the work surrounding Biz Catalyst helped you and Allie rediscover your own humanity?
2: It has taught us so many things. Um, Something that seems to be kicking around a lot lately, and and I'm not sure it's driven by the pandemic, but perhaps it's because people have more time, both business-wise and family-wise, and that's this notion of listening. And I mean listening with intent uh, and really not hanging on every word, but getting rid of the devices, putting everything else aside. Um, because of some of the online things we've started, the uh, Zoom forums and different meetings where they, they were inspired by the pandemic, we felt there was a need for people to come together and have what can best be described just a safe place to go for an hour or two and kind of open up their hearts and their minds, and we would stir it up with some interesting questions uh, but we've talked to these people over months. We've done, I think, one session. We have done. We just did our 32nd weekly session. It's called the Friendship Bench. It's every Thursday. And we've talked to them a week ago and said, you know, why do you come here? What's important to you? And they said, back to that word, it's a safe place. I've made friends. I now know that I'm not alone in whatever I'm going through because it's almost like looking in a mirror. I'm seeing myself in some of the words coming up. One of these forums, long ago, we invited somebody on to talk about listening. Now, you wouldn't think that would be such a big deal, but quite frankly, nowhere in my career, in my upbringing, in my high school, college, whatever, have I ever been taught how to listen. Oftentimes as a child, you know, you're know, you to be seen, but not heard. We did a session on, that, and I'll tell you, this, everyone, the the ripple effects personally and professionally are still coming at all of us, me personally, it's improved my relationship with my wife because we. I am now learning once again. Maybe I never knew uh, personally, but I'm learning how to just switch everything else off, look her in the eye and pay attention. Business-wise, it's the same thing. Um, and that wouldn't have happened had we not stopped the music and opened our doors to just listen to other people.
1: So let's talk a little bit about all of the different things that Biz Catalyst 360. There seem to be so many different arms to this and different aspects to how people can be connected or how they can serve or how they can be creative or how they can volunteer. Talk a little bit about the nature of this and what the different arms and legs do um, and and how people both are supported as well as able to support. Wonderful.
2: Um, before I give you the overview, um, you mentioned our website earlier. Now, I'm going to give you the overview, but everything I'm about to say, we created a page for the reason you just, the question you just asked, because as we got bigger and bigger, we were doing good works, which, as you said, is our nonprofit enterprise. We were doing Biz Catalyst. We were rediscovering humanity. Um, we were doing online forums. And it got to the point that people were trying to figure out how do I digest all this? Where do what do I go? So we created a page. If you go to our main website, just look in the top banner. The top banner is normally we see advertising. Once again, we don't have it. Click on Three Hundred and Sixty Nation. It'll take you to a page, and it defines who we are, what we do, and how we do it in one page. And then it breaks down the following things: We've got the website. We invite writers that have never written before. We invite we invite experienced writers. We will give people a break into the writing arena that just can't get in the door, and it's easy to do that. We don't have a bunch of bureaucracy and testing and editing. We just you know welcome them on board as a guest. Many of them have progressed from guest to feature contributor to columnist over a period of years. Many of them gone on to publish books. Uh, so that's kind of the publishing end of the business. Um, on the good work side of the business, again, it's nonprofit. It's been up and running a couple, two years. Uh, We just converted it to a foundation last month, as a matter of fact. Um, And we've got about four dozen volunteers around the world that are willing to roll up their sleeve when we contact them. And since the entire operation is virtual, they will help anybody anywhere in the world that we direct them to from a nonprofit perspective uh, with their time. Because many of these people, they've always wanted to give back some room, but they didn't have the ability to do maybe what my wife and I do. You know, I, I belong to boards of directors. We deliver meals. We do a lot of things locally. We're blessed to have that time. They have the They have the talent, but they can't do what we do, but they have the time to dedicate. So good works. Again, we take on volunteers there to help, and they're just kind of standing by until we need them. On the online side of the room, we've launched two forums this year. One's called the Friendship Bench. Again, everything's on this page I'm talking about. It meets every Thursday for one hour. We've got people from around the world come on. And it's a very lighthearted conversation, but we're learning. It's the one place people have said they put it in their diary or their schedule, almost like it's a business meeting because they just don't want to miss it because it's one hour for them, just for them to kind of recharge. We started another session earlier well, earlier this year. We had the friendship bench going for a while, but then we started seeing all this stuff going on around us, whether it be the, um, the pandemic kicking in. We saw the racial issues. We saw the police issues. We saw the political issues. And, you know, we started talking and saying, you know, the friendship bench is nice, but you can't talk about deep issues there. It's not equipped for it. It's not enough time. Let's do something bigger and a little bit braver. So we rolled out what we call Salon 360. Again, this is featured on the page. Salon 360 is a whole different, somebody said to me recently, this ain't your grandma's uh, Zoom meeting. And what what they mean by that, it meets not once a week, but every two months. It meets for two hours. And we bring all the elephants into the room, whether it be racism, whether it be the other things I talked about. And it is designed for people to leave their egos, their opinions, their history making at the door. Come in, sit down, be safe, open up your minds, seek to understand and walk away enlightened to the point that you can create some ripples of change with the knowledge you've gained from that session. That's been powerful. It's been a scary one because we're throwing some big issues in there, but we've learned so much from it.
1: And um, very quickly, talk a little bit. Actually, I'll wait till the break to talk about Hope Fest because I don't want you to run out of time. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You are being asked to stay open to the intuitive approach in your life, your work, your creativity, as well as in your spiritual journey. The intuitive approach can be likened to the method of a gardener or an artist. There's a sense of what might work where and a loose or even detailed plan, but how the plan is carried out will be depend on and respond to the flow of its surroundings. There is no need to control the situation, but rather a desire to nurture an idea into fruition. You might have pressures around you, from the world or from your own conditioned nature, to do things according to the rules, to a deadline, or to accepted mainstream views that you need a well-thought-out plan for success in a commercial venture. However, sometimes the best plan is to do what feels intuitively truthful in the moment and to trust that you are being led towards your own growth. Adopting this approach means you have to do far less planning and far more living. It is a pure and heart-centered way to manifest your art, your life path, and your essence into practical expression in the world. And this is the example that Dennis Patoko and his wife, Allie, have uh, shown us through their works at goodworks360 bizcatalyst360 and all of the different arms and legs that those uh, encompass definitely check them out again that's bizcatalyst360.com find out more about him the friendship bench you'll even find out more about hope fest that's coming on coming up and we will talk more about that in the next segment we'll be right back after these messages with more Dennis Potoko and Biz Catalyst 360.
3: Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose, the 1111 Mastermind community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation
0: 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio.
1: You were not born to place a small role in this life. You have the ability to dream big. Even if you have absolutely no idea how your visions can come to pass or what all the details might look like, you can access the heart and guts of a vision by tapping into your wildest dreams and surrendering attachment to exactly how it's going to work out. The details are up to the creative genius of the universe, and you are an active contributing participant, but not the sole player in your life journey. There is something, a vision or an idea, that is coming to you. You may worry that it's too much for you, but don't, don't worry. It is meant to be yours. Although you might have some adjustments to make and some tweaking to do as you let go of your limited thinking and open to the fearless acceptance of a bigger, brighter, more radical and more potent possibility of creativity and living your light in the world, trust and know that all that you need will come to you. It will expand around you for after all, you are experience, experiencing itself. And we can see that model of experience, experiencing itself in Ali and Dennis Potoko. Dennis is the founder, publisher, and editor-in-chief of the award-winning Life Culture and Business News Media Digest, BizCatalyst 360. With an emphasis on action, their amazing writers empower people to transcend from knowing what to do to actually doing it. BizCatalyst 360 is fueled by extraordinary thought leadership anchored by some of the best and brightest minds from around the world. Today and every day, BizCatalyst360 delivers the very best insights, intelligence, and inspiration available. You can find out more at bizcatalyst360.com. Dennis, I want to talk about something that I've heard you say, and you, you mentioned that what you do through BizCatalyst360 is you constructively are disruptive by design. And mm-hmm. and right now, and particularly this year more than ever, I think it has been a time where we needed the disruptors. We needed something almost to be the cold bucket of water that is splashed over us or to mm-hmm. be something that shocks us into looking in a different direction. I don't know that I would call Biz Catalyst that shock of the cold bucket of water <laughs> uh, or the electric shock, but it right. in its own way has been a bolt of lightning that does... Um, get the heart going again it's almost as it's gotten the beating of the heart going again through some of the different things that you are doing talk a little bit about what you mean constructively
2: disruptive by design uh that goes back to our roots once again simran and when we were having this vision of what we wanted to build um we talked to writers Uh, people that I knew that had written books or had written for other websites, everything from Forbes to Huffington Post to you name it, and said, you know, talk to us a little bit about what are the hurdles for doing what you do? We took every one of them and said, we're going to break every one of those rules. I mean, I'm going to give you some examples. You know, if Simran is signed up to write for a publication and they say to you, well, it's got to be a minimum of 2,000 words. You've got to write every two weeks. You've got to let our junior editors go through it. And maybe in about six means it'll get published versus coming to w- write for Dennis and Alley And we say, Simran, just write. We don't care if it's 10 words. We don't care if it's poetry. We don't care if it's life. We don't care if it's business, culture. You can write as often as you want. We have some writers that write. They're, they're just machines. They write every other day we got some that write quarterly, monthly. Some go away for a while because their life changes and they come back. So disruptive means let's break all the bureaucracy that, quite frankly, just doesn't make any sense. Because as the writers have told us, when they get under those pressure, like every two weeks, that's what creates writer's block. They feel like they've got to put something out whether they like it or not versus, wow, Dennis said I can write whenever I'm inspired And that changes the nature of what they're writing, how often they write, and they just feel better about it.
1: You know, I have learned when it comes to the law of attraction, that when we push, 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 rarely do we have things come to us. We actually repel them. And that oftentimes we need something that allows us to really deepen into the heart, into the play space that we once knew as a child, that place of creativity that you're talking about. We also have to anchor into that space of joy and that lightheartedness and that imagination that the child seems to know innately. Uh, How are you allowing the individuals in your community to tap back into those aspects? And what are they attracting because of being able to be so organic and fluid in the way that you just spoke?
2: Well, I'll give you an example. I'm not sure if this hits right on your question, but there's a writer we've had for about <clears throat> maybe about six weeks, relatively new to us. But this gentleman's from Canada. His name's Jim. And I've, he met me through just another writer who introduced him and said, you might want to talk to Dennis. And the reason I did that is Jim has had a storied career Um so one of those writers we look at and say, my goodness, I can't believe somebody of this caliber is coming to us to write. Well, then we started peeling back the onion a little bit, and Jim actually wrote to me this week. We've published now probably six articles from him already, and that's a lot for somebody that's just starting with us. Uh, typically, they start slower. And Jim said, Dennis, I just want you to know it's the holiday season, and I wanted you to know how much my ability to write for you folks has changed my life. He said... I went through a very difficult time the last few years. I got so caught up in politics and just anger, and it affected my health. And you have opened up a whole new door for me, and I feel good about it. My writing has changed. He's now, in fact, he just sent us an article yesterday. It's purely about his memories of Christmas. So he's been given the opportunity to exhale. I can tell you those kind of stories with a lot of our writers that just, I mean, they just pour their hearts out because they feel safe that they can do it. They know we're not going to change their words, but we're going to present them in a way that they can not only uh, feel comfortable with what they've written, but they can become part of what we see and we've now classified as kind of a conscious community across the social networks, where it may be, I'll use LinkedIn, it may be a giant network, there are millions of people, but within that is a bubble of people that has grown over the years. That have become connected through the writing with us, and they've become friends, like I talked about earlier. So it's just—it's marvelous to watch.
1: Um, well, it seems as if you are giving people hope, even within your your organization. And I know that this year you are launching a really beautiful initiative to support all of humanity, and it's called Hope Fest three hundred and sixty. Would you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind that and what the the mission and vision of that is, and where people can find out more about it.
2: Of course, thank you. Um, it all started just about three months ago. My wife and I here in Tampa Bay, we get out every morning before the sun comes up and we do our walk. It's about three miles. And quite frankly, Simran, that's where we're kind of unplugged and away from all the noise. And we talk about a lot of things, travel and all that, but very often ideas come up. And I, I remember turning to her, and I, this is again back in early September, I said, you know what? There is such darkness out there right now, whether it be politics, whether it be the racial issues, everywhere you look, there's negative stuff going on. We need to figure out a way. We're sitting on top of this giant platform once again. We have the ability to influence lies through the words that are written or things that we do. Let's think of a way to do something bigger, bolder, braver, and scarier than we've ever done And that's where the idea of Hope Place came. And it started with one thing. We said, we're going to keep this simple. We're going to go out to people that we know and ask them one question. Suppose Dennis walked up to you on the street, tapped you on your shoulder and said, what are your hopes for the new year? And that's it. And answer it as though it's coming right out of your heart in a conversation on the street. You don't need PowerPoints. You don't need to get ready for a TED Talk. This is as simple as that. It can be as short or as long as you feel is necessary to get the point across. That's where we started. We had no idea how many we were going to get. Our intention was, well, we'll take them all and we'll put them into a video and we'll put them on YouTube. Well, we've never done that before. Well, we didn't know what to expect. It's now... Almost three months later, we're about three weeks into production for an event called Hope Fest 360, as you mentioned. It's going to be launched on New Year's Day. I'll go back to the timing on that. But as we sit this morning, we have over 140 videos from all six continents. Uh, we've got almost eight hours of a quilt of hope that we've stitched together. We've got 27 recording artists that have stepped up and said, we want to donate our music to this because it's just what the world needs right now. One of them is a Grammy nominee. We've got over 200 Voices of Hope, age range on this. We were particularly interested in getting not just professionals, but ordinary people. And here's what I mean by that. We have people, a child age five, that's the youngest. We've got seniors age over 85. Um, And it just keeps growing Almost organically, there are so many things we've learned and so many stories we can tell. The end result is on New Year's, we said to everybody, on New Year's Day, we're going to release this around the world. We realized we had to record it because around the world, New Year's starts somewhere different, sometime different. Did a little more research, and now we're launching it on New Year's Eve, Eastern Standard Time at noon. And we're doing that because we've learned that the first people in the world to greet the New Year happen to live on Christmas Island, which is a territory of Australia. And they'll be greeting it at noon Eastern, which is midnight their time. So it'll be released on YouTube. There's links on our website uh, when it happens. And it'll be uh, streaming for almost eight hours solid. And then... And this was inspired by feedback from some of the people that contributed. We're now breaking it into 30 pieces. So rather than just have one day of hope, there are going to be 30 bite sized chunks of hope Fest broadcast every single day from the 2nd of January through January 31st. So effectively, hope Fest has turned into an entire month of January of hope.
1: And that's beautiful. I think with the year that we've had with so much focused on uh, what could look negative or look dark and shadowy that 2021 does seem to be that place where the light is dawning once again and I know with a lot of the astrological uh, configurations that are going on and and different other things that are taking place it does seem as if there is a waking up period and I um, commend you for being such an important piece and part of that with all that you're doing definitely check out HopeFest360, go to bizcatalyst360.com. Find out more about uh, these communities and these writers, whether you are a writer or whether you're someone that wants to be inspired by the writing. You are about to receive or be invited to become part of a grand visionary beginning in 2021. It does have the makings of something fantastic, no matter how the journey that brings this vision into reality unfolds. And there will be some twists and turns that you don't see coming. It is still helpful for you to be open to it. Trust your heart. Be still with your choices. And when the time feels right and truthful, take your leap. Allow yourself to dive into your dreams, your desires, your expansions, and your expressions. Know that it is not always about the material world. It has to do with what fulfills you, mind, body, heart, and soul. Uh, Thank you again, Dennis, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. It is an absolute pleasure. I hope you'll join me next week when we speak to Lisa Peterson uh, about some of the work that she's doing in the world. Until then, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well.
0: Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality.